Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network is a Moonsault Media production and is intended for private use only. For more information, contact RetromaniaPodcast at gmail.com. Hey everybody, and welcome to Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network, a retrospective pro wrestling podcast network where we romanticize, fantasize, watch, and review your favorite or not-so-favorite storylines, matches, events, and or feuds from your pro wrestling past. But this show is about the current state, catching up in the month of September 2021. That's right. Uh, It's catching up with Kobe and... Dave. Dave is not here this month. It's just me, a solo dolo show. Hope you guys can uh, stick with me. It's going to be a little bit different, um, but I have so much to talk to you guys about. Uh, AEW, NXT 2.0, my thoughts and feelings on what could be in NXT 2.0. Impact Wrestling Victory Road Review, a new segment called This Day in History, and so much more on this episode of Catching Up. As always, you can find us on any podcasting platform by searching Retromania with a W. Please like, rate, review, share, and subscribe. And join us on the Facebook community because there's going to be a Facebook group starting, uh, like I was talking about on the previous episode with Dave catching up in August. Um, yeah, I'm going to do a little uh, a little group there and share it on the Facebook page. So if you see it, join it um, and you'll be right in there. We're going to have some polls, uh, some stuff coming up at the end of the year. I want to I want to ask you guys who had the best return, who had the best match, who had the best surprise victory um, and who had the worst. Maybe we can do some polls there and that'll be really fun. Join the community in and at Facebook. And you can always find our illustrious archive over at podbean that's retromania podbean uh by searching retromania with a w we're on any podcasting platform though um we're on apple itunes uh whatever you want to call them now spotify google play all that good stuff go through the archive hundreds and hundreds of episodes hundreds of hours uh ac holding it down dave rosenbluth always holding it down dave i want to shout out to you the September 11th episode that you did was fantastic, and I know you're putting a lot out there uh, about yourself, and uh, I, I want to say this year you have uh, stood out, and if you guys really like testimonial or uh, feel-good nostalgia retro wrestling podcast, always check out Kicking Out at Two with Dave Rosenbluth. Um, man, uh, th- there's the the one that he did with his best friend, uh, the one remembering his grandmother. Those are some uh, top uh, podcasts of the year. Maybe maybe we'll have that as an option for the end of the year uh, votes. So join in the fun on Facebook. Give him a like over on at Kicking Out at Two with a number two. You can always write to us and subscribe uh, on any platform. You can write to us at retromaniapodcast at gmail.com if you have any requests, if you want me to cover anything or like i said that facebook group uh, is the best way to contact us or hit us up in the dms nonetheless let's get into it let's talk a little about aew i mean a lot of been, things have been happening they had their pay-per-view um cm punk debuted yeah let's uh let, let's kind of go through it All 
All right, well, let's catch up on the AEW event that was All Out. The actual debut of CM Punk in AEW Wrestling. Oh, man. Uh, wrestling debut, that is. Uh, let's go down the card real quick. AEW TNT title match. Miro defeating Eddie Kingston. Hard-hitting match, man. I really like that one. Miro has impressed me so much since he's uh, he's been... Uh, he's been this hard-hitting uh, character. Now he's changed. He's redeemed himself, and he's called the Redeemer now. Eddie Kingston, again, is uh, proven why he is uh, one of the vet giving veterans. And uh, really just, you know, a hard-hitting match. But the next match kind of felt the same. It was John Moxley defeating Satoshi Kojima, which uh, feels like John Moxley right now is, is kind of slated in these uh, roles to go against... Uh, New Japan people, which uh, we'll get into that. It, it, he he ended up facing uh, off with at the end of this uh, little match where he defeats Satoshi Kojima. John Moxley uh, faces off with one Minoru Suzuki. Oh, and then they get into it. Then the AEW Women's World Title match. Dr. Britt Baker defeating Chris Statlander. Um, decent match. I don't know. It wasn't anything that stood out to me there. And then we have the AEW World Tag Team Steel Cage match. Ah, the Lucha Brothers defeat the Young Bucks to become the new champions. Uh, people are giving this a lot of praise. To me, it was just a lot of stuff going on. Um, and these guys have done a lot of wrestling and i don't know what else you can do they had the ladder match now they had the steel cage match there was some blood involved here um it, it to me to me not match of the year not even in a contestant but maybe i'm a different uh, i have a different flavor i don't know uh moving on casino battle royale uh, it's Ruby Soho winning to become the number one contender there, defeating a lot of ladies. Um, but it was it was decent. Jade Cargill got a, a nice uh, showing there, having some eliminations. Same with Nyla Rose. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was it was apparent Ruby Soho has to uh, go over, uh, making her little you know in ring debut there as well. Uh, the final fight: Chris Jericho defeats MJF. Man, uh, okay match, um, but this I don't understand why they went this route. Um, this is the final fight, and MJF loses. MJF should have won this feud, in my opinion. Um, but I guess he's protected because he's such a strong heel, as we'll get into covering more AEW throughout the month of this, uh, throughout the month of September. Uh, leading up to today. Um, <clears throat> okay, we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll see how it goes from there. Chris Jericho staying strong, though. Um, having everybody sing along <sighs> with his entrance. That was... <clears throat> oh, man. That was terrible. With the guitar coming out there and everybody trying to sing along. That, that, nobody was... The timing was way off, dare I say. Uh, then we have CM Punk defeating Darby Allen. Man, great match. Um, you, know, you can tell CM Punk still has to work out, you know, some some of the ring rust. But uh, honestly, um, you know, great match, great match. Um, then moving on, 
Paul White defeating QT Marshall. Yikes. Well, they, I, I feel like they pulled this one early because uh, Paul White was not doing great in the ring as, as much as QT tried to pull him along there. Um, <clears throat> comeback of the year, Paul White or CM Punk? <clears throat> or we'll get into it as we go move along. AEW world title match, Kenny Omega defeating Christian Cage. Uh, retaining the AEW world title. Christian Cage got a surprise victory over Kenny Omega a couple weeks before um, to win the Impact Wrestling title from Kenny Omega. So Christian Cage has been featured on Impact Wrestling, which is a nice touch there. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, this was this was a great match. Um, I don't know uh, if I would consider it, you know, um, the match of the match of the year between these guys you know um i think they had a better match before but then we had the shenanigans involved um but uh, it was it was good 20 minutes you know kenny omega and christian cage christian cage is is have one hell of a comeback um out of all out of all three cm punk paul white and christian cage tonight christian cage performed absolutely um you know way better than those guys um smoother he is just he's 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 doing great and we'll move along as we cover more of that and impact but after the fact um a little beat down on christian cage and the jungle boys come out and uh adam cole's music hits and adam cole debuts in aew gets a huge reaction um super kicks jungle boy though and Teams back up with the old Bullet Club. Yeah, that's old news by now, but yeah, I'm covering it, catching up. Uh, so yeah, the Bullet Club or the Elite is back. The Super Click Party is back. The Super Click, if you will. They are all together. Um, but then, dun, 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 Daniel Bryan's music come out, comes on, and he comes out. Uh, wow, what a reception, man. What a reception. Uh, everybody had... Uh, this was a big this was a big event feel um i mean so many reactions here tonight that were so awesome uh from the live crowd especially uh for all out um so we have that moving forward um you know going on into the weeks of aew leading up to this week which is going to be the grand slam uh let's go to dynamite so dynamite will feature a huge stacked card this whole week and AEW is going to be stacked regardless. Darby Allen and Sting go against FTR, Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood. Um, you know, this has been built up between Tully Blanchard and Sting and Darby Allen is going to do a lot of bumping here. I I think Sting will end up clashing with Tully during this match in some form or fashion. Tully should not get on the mic though, because man, he just he doesn't know what to say anymore. Uh, I think FTR needs a victory here though. Darby Allen can can stay strong. Um, yeah, but I think FTR really needs a victory here to move them forward into the tag team title picture as uh, Ray Phoenix and Penta El Zero Muero. Lucha Bros are the champions in their faces. Uh, moving on, MJF against Brian Pillman Jr. I think MJF needs this victory here. 
Uh, but Brian Pillman Jr. will get a rub. He is definitely a face in the making. I said that before. Moving on, Malachi Black against Cody Rhodes. Hi. This one's hard to call. I think it's going to be a great match, one of the standouts on the card. Uh, but Cody Rhodes always wrestles a little different and a slower pace. Malachi Black has that WWE slower pace as well. So uh, let's say Malachi Black needs this victory. Uh, but I, I feel like Cody Rhodes will just beat him like he usually does with his opponents and then moves on to the next thing. Probably will get attacked after the match. Uh, <laughs> then the AEW world title, uh, women's world title match. Dr. Britt Biker against Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho won the Casino Battle Royale. They've been feuding since then, talking crap to each other. Uh, I feel like... It's too soon to take the belt off Bit Breaker. Gosh, damn, Britt Baker. So I think you keep it on her. Uh, maybe some shenanigans with some outside interference, keeping Ruby Soho strong. But that's my thoughts on that. Then the one that everybody wants to see, Brian Danielson against Kenny Omega. Woo! Yes, 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 yes. Man, non-title match though, but still. People want to see this. It's one of the most anticipated matches. Uh, it's a dream match, if you will. It's going to go down Wednesday. That's right, tomorrow. AEW Dynamite. We actually started to get a feud built between Brian Pillman Jr. and MJF, which I love. Um, MJF came out and insulted the crowd there um, in Ohio, Cincinnati. Uh, he insulted his father, his mother. Um, Brian Pillman Jr. got into a scuffle, and MJF uh, had a little beef there with his his second Wardlow, which we're still brewing. You know, to have to have the blow off between those guys or some type of uh, some type of uh, a physical physical interaction between these guys, rather than uh, Wardlow being the second for MJF. Uh, we'll see how that goes. They've been building this for a while, though. Um, so then we have a match scheduled. It's going to be Brian Pillman Jr. against MJF. Wow, nice. That's going to be awesome. Uh, I can't wait for that. Um, I mean, here, here's here's the card. CM Punk against Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, the buildup for that is, well, uh, Taz's crew, Team Taz, didn't want CM Punk to mention their name, and he actually didn't because CM Punk was asking what's next for him in AEW, and uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and Hook attacked CM Punk. Um, so CM Punk is going to go against Powerhouse Hobbs. I wonder how that match will be. This will be a nice um, rub for Powerhouse Hobbs going against CM Punk, and probably a slower pace for CM Punk to sell more. Um, I I'm looking forward to that. Then we have a lights out tag team match. Eddie Kingston and John Moxley versus Suzuki Gone. Lance Archer and Minoru Suzuki. We had an epic show showcase of uh, strong style. John Moxley and Minoru Suzuki. Minoru Suzuki went to choke uh, and suplex John Moxley in a match that they had in the weeks prior uh, to Grand Slam. 
Minoru Suzuki got his eye busted by the back of the head of John Moxley and bled and bled, uh, but they, they kept fighting. So now it's Eddie Kingston and John Moxley teaming again to go against Suzuki Goon Lance Archer. Minoru Suzuki, uh, again, uh, John Moxley is staying in this New Japan area of booking. I think, you know, following a suit with his contract, he's got a. He, he's he's probably tied to that in some way, if, if if I were to you know have my opinion expressed there. Moving on, we have a six-man tag team match: Christian Cage and the Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, against the Elite, Adam Cole, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson. Oh man, this is going to be a good one. Uh, Adam Cole called out Jungle Boy. He's the person. He's the person that he kicked. Uh, to join back with the Elite when he debuted at All Out. Uh, Adam Cole and Jungle Boy could really light it up, but this is going to be a little precursor, a little uh, a little heat up before we get into the actual uh, singles matches and maybe have Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus go against uh, the Young Bucks, um, I don't, uh, you know, or Adam Cole and Christian Cage. Uh, there's a lot of possibilities with all these wrestlers here that it, roster is stacked. Then we have the tag team match. It's going to be the men of the year, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky against the inner circle, Chris Jericho and Jack Hager. Um, I feel like Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky kind of have to get the win here. Uh, I think they really just, they got to have them be stronger. Uh, And this gimmick with Dan Lambert where he's calling out uh, everything in AEW kind of reminds me of how Cornette talks, Jim Cornette talks on his podcast and there is a lot of parallels there with those characters. And they're making Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky kind of these MMA characters. But they, they're, they're not really. They're wrestlers. But they're bigger, they're bigger guys. Um, they're good-looking guys. So they're the men of the year. I get that. Um, I think this, this can help Jericho and Hager kind of just uh, be face still. And uh, maybe feud with... Dan Lambert and the men of the year a little bit more and what else can happen going forward because we have an eight-man tag match the inner circle Ortiz and Santana the Lucha Brothers Penta El Zeramueta and Ray Phoenix versus the Hardy family Isaiah Cassidy Mark Quinn the Blade and the Butcher oh so uh yeah that's a match that is just kind of thrown together I mean they've been feuding here and there but uh you know it'll be a fun match a lot of high-flying lucha lucha stuff, if you will. Then we have a singles match. Penelope Ford against Anna Jay. Uh, go Penelope Ford. Let's see what you can do in the ring. I've seen you, you do your stuff as a valet and some uh, side stuff there in MCW. But uh, let, let's see what you got. Uh, that's going to be premiering Friday, AEW Rampage. Um And I actually have a little uh, information here. Daniel Bryan uh, said a little something about this, um, and uh, I I will read it to you guys right now. The Players' Tribune, it's from Bryan Danielson directly, uh, September 21st, today, 2021. He says, Tomorrow night feels like the biggest match of my career. In a lot of ways, it doesn't seem real. It's against the dream opponent, Kenny Omega who I've watched grow and become one of the best wrestlers in the world over the last several years. It's taking place in a dream setting. The first wrestling show at 
Arthur Ashe Stadium. It's happening in a groundbreaking promotion, AEW, a company that's modernizing wrestling and giving fans their true alternative in a long time. It's my first match outside of WWE in over 10 years. It feels like a brand new chapter. I couldn't be more excited. What a world. But if I'm honest, excited is only part of what I'm feeling right now. Life has a way of being a little more complicated than that, you know? So as I approach this moment, before the next part of my career gets fully underway, there's something I need to express. Thank you, WWE. Thank you to the incredible superstars with whom I've shared the ring and road. For Savat Kick Saturdays and locally roasted coffee. For being family when you're away from family. For making me look good when I didn't feel good. For deep conversations and pointless debates. For making me laugh both in the best of times and the worst. For all the small things that make life as a wrestler just a little bit more fun. Thank you to the many people behind the scenes. The crew in WWE is amazing. From the folks operating the cameras to those in catering, from those producers to talent relations. Thank you to the production team who always put together such amazing packages. And you are such an unappreciated part of the stories as well. Thank you to everyone involved in creative for accepting me into the group, for sharing with me the lessons you've learned, and for the fun times we had talking about wrestling and non-wrestling subjects alike. It's a difficult job, writing and producing WWE television, and I'm consistently blown away by your ability to make a seamless production out of such chaos. Thank you to the big man, who I know hates to be acknowledged, I won't say much, but thank you for the conversations, the life lessons about both what to do and what not to do, and the best hug I've ever received. I wish more people could see how you, how I see you. And last but certainly not least, thank you to the WWE fans. You pushed my career to new heights, heights that I never would have reached for on my own. Thank you for cheering me enthusiastically into the main event at WrestleMania 30, and thank you for booing me vociferously against Kofi at WrestleMania 35. Thank you for crying with me when I was forced to retire, and thank you for celebrating with me when I cleared to com- when I was cleared to compete. Thank you for hijacking that show in Seattle and the last time my dad ever got to see me wrestle. He signed the first autograph that night. Buddy Danielson comma, Daniel Bryan's dad. Thank you for the moments that I will never forget. Moments where I can just close my eyes and feel the goosebumps all over again. I hope you will continue to follow me in AEW, but I completely understand if you don't. You've given me more than enough, more than I can ever repay. Thank you for all of it. I love my time in WWE. Needless needless to say, it changed my life. I met my wife had unbelievable experiences and made great friends. Some of you I may see again, and I hope that I do. But these last two years have taught us not to take that for granted. So I just want to tell you how much you've meant to me. I'm grateful that you allowed me into your lives and that you came into mine. I'll cherish these memories forever. Thank you for reading, and most of all, thank you for caring. Sincerely, Brian Danielson. Very nice to 
heartfelt message from the uh, the one Brian Danielson as he makes his debut tomorrow night on AEW Dynamite against Kenny Omega. I cannot wait for that. That's awesome. Um, also added to the AEW news, uh, the Owen Hart Foundation has joined up with them. Uh, this is breaking a lot too. Um, they have decided to have a tournament in the name of Owen Hart, much like Brian Pillman when he passed, there was a Brian Pillman Invitational uh, or pay-per-view special where uh, a lot of people from different organizations competed. But you know, it's hard as a company uh, for WWE uh, with Vince McMahon and the history with Brett and the Hearts. Um, so it, it, it's it's it it. It's not going to work out. Looks like AEW has worked it out. And it's interesting enough that Bret Hart introduced the AEW championship. um, And now we're going to get a tournament um, in Owen Hart's name, uh, theoretically. So we shall see how that goes. Um, That's interesting news there. Um, Very, very cool of them. Because a lot of those wrestlers have uh, sent out tweets um, saying that Owen Hart is a big inspiration. So is Brett to them. Uh, both technical wrestlers, uh, you can see it um, in some of the stars there. Um, so, yeah, it, it's very cool that we can get an Owen Hart Invitational Tournament. All right, let's get into some NXT. NXT this month has been kind of hairy. Uh, you know, you got Samoa Joe beating... Carrying Cross becoming the NXT champion and then having to relinquish the title due to injury uh, seems like a work, but I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's real or not. Then we get Roderick Strong's crew, the Diamond Mine, uh, gaining two members, uh, Julius and Brutus Creed, twin brothers. So uh, they kicked out Tyler Rust which is Taylor Rust, which he'll be making an appearance on ROH. Um, Tommaso Ciampa got a victory over Ridge Holland. Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan were there, but now they're kind of just gone. Uh, I didn't see the follow-up to that, so didn't pay too much attention to that. Kyle O'Reilly got a, a victory over Duke Hudson. Then we went to the new 2.0 episode of... NXT, um, and this is getting a lot of reactions, a lot of uh, a lot of talk. This is from September 14th. Um, attendance there was 280 people. Um, Braun Breaker makes his debut. That is the son of Rick Steiner. Uh, I think they could have gone with his name that was potential. It was Rex Steiner. Why not do that? You got Rick Steiner, you got Scott Steiner, Rex Steiner. He is the son of Rick Steiner, uh, one of the best tag team specialists, one of the best uh, pure wrestlers in the game uh, from the late 80s to the early 90s, late 90s even. Um, I guess uh, since... Vince McMahon took over NXT, which is another thing in the news. Uh, Vince McMahon took over NXT and 
Triple H is out and he had a cardiac event, um, which is, I don't know if it that's related or not, but uh, to me, seems like stress. Um, what's happening to this company? Are they getting rid of a lot of people? Are they going to be for sale? What's going on? Um, the show changed a lot. The presentation overall for NXT looked to me like uh, the WCW Disney studio. Uh, the WCW Saturday, Saturday night. It was well lit. There's no guardrail. A lot of fans. Um, a lot of color. It looked like in living color. Uh, splash. You know, all that stuff going on. The NXT new theme song uh, there, too, by Wale. A little sample of some Texas music talking about a Florida corporation. It's all right. It's okay. I mean, it's just, it's this new flavor that um, NXT is going with. And Vince is, I guess, you know, conforming with the youth a bit more. Um, Braun Breaker comes out. I feel like Vince heard the name. Uh, Rick Steiner, which is his real last name. And he said, uh, Breaker. So uh, we got the reaction to their, uh, I don't know, Germans are very, uh, very apparent on this episode. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Braun Breaker challenges LA Knight. LA Knight and him have a match. LA Knight is the former Eli Drake. He's been... <clears throat> He's been caught up and used and abused. And we will get into that as we go through this episode. Uh, LA Knight, he, he debuted. He challenged everybody. He says he doesn't do the, fli the flips and the flops. Um, almost akin to FTR. Uh, he's a different type of wrestler, but he has a big mouth on him. Then he had that feud with Million Dollar Man and Cameron Grimes. Uh, some decent matches pulled out of there, but... L.A. Knight ended up losing the Million Dollar Championship, and now he's losing to the debuting Braun Breaker, and we'll see what happens to him in the main event, which is a fatal four-way for the NXT vacant championship. It's L.A. Knight against Tommaso Ciampa, Pete Dunne, and Kyle O'Reilly. The next match on the card was Imperium, more Germans <clears throat> or Europeans, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel taking on Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs. Now, uh, Josh Briggs is from MCW, seen him uh, back in the day. He's got a great finisher, but I don't know, development has changed him a little bit, cut his hair off and uh, dwindled him down a little bit, his moveset. His finisher was like a powerbomb into a chokeslam. Great finisher, but uh, he's paired up with Brooks Jensen, who is a second-generation wrestler, uh, the son of Bull Buchanan. That's right. Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs. They sound like a country duo. Jensen and Briggs. If you have any country tunes, sing those with me. Please write those in. Uh, Jensen and Briggs were looking for a hit single. Uh, but Imperium picks up the victory here 
easy match for them, just displaying Brooks Jensen, kind of getting into this new era of NXT 2.0. And overall, it kind of grew on me. I mean, we're, we're getting younger stars here. We're, we're getting rid of the bigger stars that have been in other uh, companies, uh, a.k.a., you know, or I mean, you know, i.e., L.A. Knight, you know, we're getting rid of some of the bigger names or we're having the younger talent go over and get a rub from these other people. Um, Much more developmental stages for NXT now as they hit the 2.0. Then we have a singles match with B-Fab from Hit Row. And this is the rap stable. Um, She makes her in-ring debut on TV, defeating Katrina Cortez in less than a minute. Uh, Not too impressed with that, so whatever. Then we have a tag team match with Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter uh, going against Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, and that ends by disqualification in less than two minutes, so that's nothing again. And then Mandy Rose gets involved and debuts her black hair. So she dyed her hair and changed her character, and now she's kind of in this grunge stable with Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, much like she was with uh, uh, Ruby Riot or Ruby Soho. Uh, they go against Casey Cantanzaro, Caden Carter, and Saray. Uh, this match actually picks up. Um, I, I was kind of grinning my teeth at it. I was like, oh boy, Mandy Rose here, but, uh, it, it picks up. Yeah. Then we have Ridge Holland just crushing Drake Maverick with his buddy Grayson Waller in less than two minutes. This was a lot of matches that were just, uh, building, you know, um, these new characters that, I guess this is the direction that Vince wants to go now that uh, Paul Levesque is not in control and uh, Vince McMahon has the final say. I mean, it's heartbreaking. Heartbreak kid, in a way. Well, I mean, I guess you could call Triple H the cardiac uh, cardiac uh, event kid. I don't know. I'm sorry. I hope he gets better. Uh, but that that's pretty sad. I mean... He did a lot of work with NXT, and now it's just being utilized as a developmental um, territory again, and almost reminiscent of the early 90s, late 80s um, studio wrestling. Um, So we'll see how it goes. Uh, Tonight's going to be episode two of NXT 2.0 airing here shortly at 8 p.m., um, the next match, like I said, Ridge Holland crushed Drake Maverick, and that was nothing to see. Then we have another match that was a uh, squash match. The Creed Brothers debuted. Brutus and Julius Creed, um, they're from the Diamond Mine. They defeated Dan Jarman and Trevor Skelly in three minutes. Um, crushed them. They look impressive. I mean, the Diamond Mine replaced Tyler Rust with these two guys, and then they got Ivy Nile, um, a female wrestler who I guess has an MMA background, and uh, came out there and challenged any woman, and uh, 
you know, she is gearing up to go against some woman in the division of NXT, and we'll see where that goes from here. Um, we'll follow up. Then, the main event, the Fatal 4-Way, uh, for the vacant NXT Championship. Tommaso Ciampa, Pete Dunne, LA Knight, and, oh, it was supposed to be Kyle O'Reilly, but... Earlier in the night, we got backstage footage of Ridge Holland attacking Kyle O'Reilly in the locker room. So this guy, Von Wagner, comes out of nowhere and says he's he's willing to take the place. And uh, William Regal agrees. So Von Wagner is in there. Who the fuck is Von Wagner? Well, he is actually the son of... Wayne Bloom, who was Bo Beverly in the Beverly Brothers, um, former AWA, part of the Wrecking Crew as well. Uh, something tells me on internet rumors, I don't know if it's true. Uh, Vince McMahon sees this guy as a future star. Obviously, he got a push right here, came out of nowhere, and uh, was in this match. It, it wasn't a bad match for a fatal four way. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa comes out and wins the NXT title. And uh, I I don't know. LA Knight lost two matches in a row. And even during the match, Tommaso Ciampa does a spinning tope over the top and smacked LA Knight above the brow bone and busted him open the hard way. And he was just bleeding everywhere. Uh, LA Knight had a bad night um, but I think this could be a way for him to redeem himself but I don't know if Vince sees him that way it's hard to call Um, obviously Vince sees uh, bigger stars in uh, physically meaning bigger stars in NXT or his developmental system for me, Tommaso Ciampa having the NXT title is a C plus. I mean, we could have gone so many different directions, but Tommaso gets his, his baby back, and at the end of the episode, him and Braun Breaker look each other in the face, and uh, they like do the uh, the the I'm not gay hand clasp, and I guess that's where we're going for that direction also during the show we get Carmelo Hayes uh, coming out and turning heel with his buddy Trick and they are coming towards a title because he won a contract in the um, uh, I guess it's like a uh, up and coming the breakout tournament so yeah that'll be interesting also during the show we got Tony D'Angelo an Italian, uh, an Italian Razor Ramon, essentially. Wow, uh, they're going back full gimmicks here. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, I guess he'll be appearing, debuting sometime within the upcoming weeks. We'll find out. The end of the match with LA Knight where he got busted open, the referee did a quick band-aid placement on his head. And you could hardly tell. It was done really good. Uh, but, I mean, they could have just kept the blood going. But this is that new NXT, all bright and uh, light. Yeah, so that was uh, that was unfortunate for L.A. Knight. 
the end of the episode featured the wedding. Uh, I have no care for this at all. Wasn't funny to me. Most of the stuff done on WWE or NXT, I, I hardly find funny. So, uh, <clears throat> nice try there. Let's move on. Today in history. This day in history, September 21st, 1996, 25 years ago, Livewire premiered. WWF Livewire. That's right. It was Jim Cornette and Todd Pettengill and Sonny. And it was a groundbreaking interactive show where you could fax in or call in. A lot of it seemed, uh, you know, a lot of it seemed like it was produced by WWF, but there was some that were questions that seemed authentic. I'm sure at the time that it premiered, it, it didn't catch everybody at first. I remember when it premiered, for sure. This is when I was watching wrestling, like, all the time again. Uh, 1996 was a big year for me coming back into wrestling. So Livewire was awesome uh, because it gave you insight. Um, Brian Pillman on this episode was there, and he was on the phone uh, stating that he didn't lie about Bret Hart uh, returning to the Mind Games pay-per-view that would be the following night in Philadelphia, which, uh, funny enough, the main event there is Mankind, who used to work for ECW, which is a Philadelphia-based promotion, going against Shawn Michaels, the champion at the time, during his run after he bested Bret Hart earlier in the year at WrestleMania. So uh, Bret Hart is not coming to Mind Games. Jim Ross also said that Razor and Diesel will be there. Then he makes a statement on the show saying Kevin Nash and Scott Hall will not be there, but Razor and Diesel will be there. So uh, then they switch it and say it's Monday Night Raw, actually, that they'll appear on. Uh, man, a hell of a lot going on in this episode. Uh, talking about that match with Shawn Michaels and Mankind, it was one of a kind in WWF at the time. So they were definitely building that up right there uh, for the following night. Yeah, Livewire was a hell of a show. It was groundbreaking. You got Jim Cornette telling all these uh, you know jokes off the off the fly, um, and Todd and Sonny eating it up, and a lot of rumors. And Jim Ross being the straight man, man, it, it's, it is wild to watch that back. And to think where we are now, 25 years later, how interactive everything is with wrestling. Uh, it's almost instantaneous. Uh, this was a, a good way, uh, a good start to it if you will, because before you had to write in fan letters and things like that, and I'm sure they didn't even get to the direct staff or most of the necessary people. Nowadays, you could tweet directly to Paul Levesque or Stephanie or anybody in the company, Tony Khan, and they could respond to you. So it, it is a very different time 25 years ago. This was Today in History. All right, let's get into some... Impact Wrestling Victory Road. This was actually taped August 17th, it seems. Uh, but it was broadcast the 18th of September. We had a three-way match. Steve Macklin defeated Petey Williams and TJP. Nothing to talk about there. Five-way scramble match. Laredo Kid defeating Black Taurus, Jake Something, John Schuyler, and Trey Miguel. Uh, 
you know, another typical TNA match with a lot of spots. The Rado Kid stood out a lot. Trey Miguel always stands out. Taylor Wilde defeating Tennille Dashwood. I can't stand Tennille Dashwood. Uh, Taylor Wilde did as best as she could working with her uh, in that match. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Four out of ten. Uh, no DQ match. Matt Cordona defeats Rohit Raji. Nothing to talk about there. Not impressive. Uh, don't don't really dig the angle. Don't really dig any of the stuff Matt Cordona really does. I'm sorry. Tag team match. Bullet Club, Chris Bay and Hikaleu beating Finjuice, David Finley, and Juice Robinson. Um, they've been building this for a while. Juice Robinson and Hikaleu fought on New Japan Strong, and Hikaleo put Juice Robinson through a table. So this continued feud between Bullet Club and Finjuice, Chris Bay being added to Bullet Club while working with Jay White since he's made his appearance in Impact Wrestling. Hasn't been seen lately, but uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Tag team match, Moose and Morrissey defeating Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan. Decent match. Um... They're just uh, building this thing with Eddie and Sammy being, um, you know, strange bedfellows because they had a rivalry uh, for nearly two, three years. And now they're teaming up. Impact Tag Team Knockouts Championship. Decay defeated Savannah Evans and Tasha Steeles. Not too much to talk about there. Um, Yeah. And then... We had the Impact Tag Team title match, the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows, and Carl Anderson defeating Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Um, yeah, not too much to talk about there. Moving on, match of the night, possibly match of the weekend for me, Impact X Division title match, Josh Alexander defeating Chris Sabin. Chris Sabin is always pulling out um, uh, you know, something that impresses me, even still to this day. He's having a hell of a run right now in Impact Wrestling. Uh, but coming up short there, he shakes Josh Alexander's hand, kind of uh, making Josh Alexander a little more facey. Um, and then the Impact World title match. Ace Austin tries to become the youngest Impact World champion ever, going against Christian Cage. Uh, Christian Cage walks away with the victory, though. Uh, this was a good match. Uh, Christian Cage kept the pacing the way he wanted to. Ace Austin didn't bust out too much, so there could be a rematch. Um, and Christian Cage just got the better of Ace Austin, catching him with that kill switch engage and then just picking up the victory. Um, and then after the match, Josh Alexander comes out and says he's going to use option C to challenge Christian Cage at Bound for Glory in October. Oh, man. Looking forward to that. That'll be a good, that'll be a hell of a match. Um, so, yeah, that's Impact Wrestling for you. And that's actually our show for you. Thank you, everybody, for joining me and listening to me run down these events that have gone down in September, catching up with you guys. Um, I want to make sure that you all join me for Gaijin Wrestling Radio. I'm going to try to drop that weekly or bi-weekly and catch up with you guys Um personally myself and run down the shows a a quicker you know format uh, maybe like 15 20 minute shows um, and kind of give my opinions and thoughts like I did here this was action-packed thank you again for joining me again write in retromaniapodcast at gmail.com like us on Facebook join the community in the group there so we can get some polls growing and going 
Hit us up in the DMs if you have any requests. And like, rate, review, share, and subscribe. Thank you all so much. Have a good evening.